Good morning, this is Bobby with HittingDaily.com. Today's topic is dealing with personal growth versus benchmarking. I actually tried to write this out in article format. It came out horrible, so I wanted to do this in a podcast format. So, the concept here is uh, how, when should you be measuring yourself kind of internally against yourself versus benchmarking versus, uh, I guess, standards at different levels of play? And you know what are the things we should be considering? What should we be looking at? And you know how do we use these things to better ourselves as hitters? So um, an analogy that I wanted to bring up is um, surrounded by uh, some stats from Aaron Judge. Um, a lot of players are trying to emulate his swing right now. Just like a couple years ago, everybody was trying to do Josh Donaldson's swing. It's kind of you know, current trends until people realize that either it works for them or doesn't work for them, they're going to do it until they fail enough that they have to stop doing it. So, you know, a lot of players a couple years ago were talking to me about they want to do leg kicks and do barrel tips, and that's just not for everybody. So, you know, don't force the issue with something like that and understand your strengths and weaknesses. You know, that's just from a pure mechanical standpoint. But when you start to look at some of the peripheral stats that Judge achieves, um, it's pretty sickening, pretty crazy. So I don't, I don't typically like the freak argument when looking at major league players. It's more from a mechanical standpoint. Like you can't say I can't swing like that. Um, you might not have the strength to do it. You might not have the mobility to do it. But to say that from a mechanical standpoint, you can't move your your body. You can't move your, everybody's got the same body parts. So it's not that you can't do it. It's just that you might not be able to do it as efficiently and you may not get the same results. So the, the stat that, uh, I can find this real quick. It's uh, Aaron Judge's home run per fly ball rate. And, you know, I was looking this up. Just, I, I look at it a lot of different swing variables and, and different stats. But his home run per fly ball rate in 2017 was 35.6. So literally one out of every three balls that he hit in the air as a fly ball was a home run. That is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. The, the, the norm, so if you look at just um, you know, the league average, and this is on on fan graphs. Let me pull this one up real quick too. I had this up last night. It was in the article, but I have a draft up. So if you look at, here we go, right here. If you look at home run per fly ball rates across Major League Baseball since 2002, if you hit 20% of your balls that are fly balls over the fence, it's considered excellent. 20%. 15% is considered great, 12.5% is above average, average is 9.5, so about 1 out of every 10, again this is the major league level, below average is 7.5, or 5% awful 1%. So, let's say you are trying to swing like Aaron Judge, and you know, you're probably not tracking your line drive rates and your fly ball rates, Judge hit uh, 43% fly balls. So one out of every three of those went over the fence, and that became a hit, which boosted his batting average, 
We finished at what, 284 that year. Um, it's just sickening that 35% of his fly balls went over the fence. So when you're looking at yourself, building mechanics, considering how you want to swing, you know, there's things that Judge does that makes him stay back more, that makes him able to hit the ball harder in the air because his swing plane is upwards quite a bit. Um, but it also creates other issues like adjustability issues, uh, creating some potential holes in the swing um, when you swing that, that much upward. So it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting and something to, to really, really consider when you are building your mechanics. But there's other things to consider. So, you know, what, what are the things that allow him to hit the ball that over the fence that often? Um, a hitter like Joey Gallo is also above 30 degrees. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton in the 30 degree range. When you look at uh, Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, Joey Votto, they're in like the 17 to 18% range. Um, Votto would be down this year. I haven't looked at it for this year, but that's just career averages. So, you know, what are you sacrificing by hitting the ball in the air that much? And is the ball actually going over the fence? Something very important to consider. Like, if you were to track that sort of thing, like every time you hit a fly ball, like, did it go over the fence, yes or no? And then you can run the math on that. If, you know, only 2% of your fly balls are going over the fence, two out of every 100, maybe hitting the ball in the air and swinging up like that isn't for you. Also, are you 6'8", 280 pounds? If you're not that much of a physical specimen, maybe that's an issue. Um, which for literally everybody, except for Stanton, is an issue because the reality of it is Judge is the biggest position player in the history of the game. So, you know, nothing, I'm trying to hold that against him. It's, it's the reality of his situation. So, you know, use it to your advantage. If you can miss hit balls over the fence, keep hitting the ball in the air. But for a lot of players, that's just a weak fly ball to right or a weak fly ball to center. Um, so that would be like comparing yourself to somebody else. So, you know, if you look at Judge and you look at his like line drive, his hard hit exit velocity, his numbers, again, are crazy. You can't, like if, if I'm a high school player, comparing myself to Judge doesn't make any sense. But, you know, there's a time and a place that if you're trying, if you want to be a Major League Baseball player, this is what, this is like the, the root of it. I see so many kids that think they're so good and they talk trash and they think it's like they're hot shit and they stink relative to Major League Baseball players. They're terrible compared to Major League Baseball players. It doesn't mean they're bad baseball players. It just means they shouldn't be running around acting like they're good until they actually are. And, it, and the crazy thing is when you do become good, you realize the work that goes into it. So you're, there, there's an element of humility to prevent you from acting like you're good or being too much of a hot shot. And, you know, you just don't do it because you realize how fragile it is and you realize how much work it takes. So it's, you know, when you compare yourself or if you, if you think you're good already, huge red flag. Uh, drilling down into that, if 
you're like, uh, let's say you're a high school, you're, you're a freshman in high school and you want to make your varsity team. You need to understand where you're at currently, but also keep your eye out for what other high school players are capable of doing. So, you know, if I'm undersized and I can only hit the ball 65 miles per hour, you know, what are the reasons for that? And, you know, personal benchmarking, you know, comparing yourself to yourself, assessing your daily processes to get incrementally better each day um, is very important. And you may not need to be comparing yourself to the varsity player because that might be like a three-year roadmap. You may not be worried about playing at that level till you're a junior. Um, but I think it's, it's important to understand the, the big benchmarks, but understand where you're at and what work it will take to get there. So building a plan, having perspective, um, you know, not coming into the cage and trying to do something that's counterproductive. So, um, you know, an example of that would be a player that thinks they need to hit a ball 105 to get a college scholarship and they're capable of it on their best swing, but they try to do it every single time. They're just swinging harder and harder and harder and harder and getting frustrated instead of working on the things that will make them a better player. Like, you know, learning how to control your bat, learning how to get inside the ball, go oppo, um, improve your timing, improve your consistency. Those things are going to matter more when you actually get there than can you hit a ball 105 off the, off a BP pitch. That Hitting a ball 105 off BP is cool. It's a reflection of ability, but it has zero guarantee of in-game in-game success. It just doesn't mean anything in the batter's box. It means you have potential, but unless you do it, it doesn't matter. So, you know, this is just, it's a recurring conversation I've had with parents, and I wanted to, to kind of talk through it. The, the written version of this was really choppy, and this is probably pretty choppy to listen to, but it's, um, you know, I think it's, it's important for players to be, to look internally first, um, and then set goals and understand the things that are going to prevent you from getting there. So like going back to the high school freshman that can hit the ball 65, you know, working on your swing and becoming proficient with your mechanics will only get you so far in terms of how hard you can hit the ball before you need to start putting on like strength. You can only become so efficient and create so much force in your current body. So working on your mechanics and working on your efficiency with the skill matters, but that will have a ceiling. So you have to look at the other factors, the other things involved to make yourself you know, the best player you can be long-term. Um, working on your swing mechanics and having a plan with that, you know, you see some hitters that make quick adjustments, some hitters it takes time, but, you know, it's not, I had a hitter this weekend who had pretty good actions but was blocking himself off. He was striding really close, couldn't elevate the ball. We worked on some stuff. His numbers went from, like, you know, max distance of, 240 to a max distance of almost 320 so you know hitting no doubles to hitting a bunch of doubles and this is just on hit tracks just having the feedback but it was it was a mechanical adjustment that unlocked the physical ability he already has i didn't make him stronger i didn't make him move better i didn't it was just a mechanical adjustment now that player over time 
that player specifically, once those mechanics become more ingrained and normal, then he'll need to, you know, work on the other aspects of, of improving his strength, having good pitch recognition and pitch selection in games, you know, understanding sequences and actually executing in the game. And, uh, you know, for him, a player that, in that specific case, a player that's trying to play college baseball, has good grades, has been told that, um, you know, he's he, his bat is what was holding him back from college coaches. They didn't see him driving the ball. And he was, you know, he was hitting kind of weak ground balls opposite field and not able to lift the ball to the pull side. So I get it. But for that player, his his quickest adjustment, adjust, you know, making those mechanical changes really unlocked what he was capable of doing short term. And it's just a matter of assessing those things. And if that player hadn't been putting time in the weight room and, and working on his hand-eye coordination, then making the mechanical adjustment wouldn't have mattered. So, you know, that player hits the ball hard enough to play in college He's going to continue to hit the ball harder as he gets more comfortable with the mechanics. But, you know, his exit velo didn't go up. It was how he was hitting the ball that went up. And that was that's what was right for that player. So understanding his own situation and improving upon himself, you know, he can look at his he can look at his improvements in that like his distance chart is going to spike up real quick, but it's going to plateau. And it's like finding those plateaus and pursuing those plateaus that are where, that's where you're going to find your most growth long term. Um, and whether that's strength or mechanics or pitch selection or execution of the game, there's a lot of different places where you can look for that. You know those percentage gains, those those opportunities for improvement. Um, and I think when it comes to the individual player, keeping it internal is important. With an understanding of what level you want to play at and what standards exist at that level. So, you know, the 12-year-old that wants to hit the ball, you know, 220 feet for the first time. Like 220 feet the first time, super cool. But compared to a high school player, you know, it's a weak single relative to what the high school players are capable of. And, you know, the best bolt for a high school player might be, you know, a fly ball to a major league player. So it's just, it's understanding how the game shifts and keeping perspective, keeping an eye on the big picture and attacking it daily with your own, um, with your own mindset for, for growth. So that's our daily for today. Hope you enjoyed it and we'll have more to you tomorrow. Take care.